Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this long-awaited episode that has been, I say, put on the show for a while, but if you want to know why we've been absent for some time, we've been busy uh, helping people with cases and stuff. But that's what you get for listening to a podcast that uh, is hosted by two people who have a uh, extreme abilities to help people in such situations so we get called to do a lot of things outside this and you've heard some testimonials from them but no we uh we're back so uh we can put this episode out um i know we said in the last episode we're going to talk about read moon but i kind of have to put that episode out for now i'm not going to not do it it's just i don't have enough information for it my fault um dun 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 isaac doesn't have enough information no, but you have way more oh, gosh. information I on... I went down a hole, a hole. Like, what we're going to talk about today. Because what we're doing is, um, because this spot has so many different things, they have cryptids, UFO sightings, you know, typical like ghost and paranormal activity, uh, and there's even time warps, phantom hitchhikers, missing people, satanic cults, satanic rituals, animal mutilation, actual murder murders, criminal activity amongst this little triangle in in southeastern Ch- Massachusetts. Oh, with an accent, like you go to Transylvania. I don't know. Oh, apparently Massachusetts. That, is, uh, uh, yeah. So apparently, oh. that's my go-to recently is Transylvanian. Um, but in this, uh, I'm talking about the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. Bridgewater, oh, yeah, I didn't say the name. Yeah, Bridgewater Triangle, and it is massive, and because it has so many things happening, we are going to split it up into two episodes. Which it could literally, probably, each spot could probably be an episode itself. But mm. we're just going to give you the overview and kind of the little basics of it, and then trust me, you can go. And you'll find deep stories, like, intense. So, first episode, which is happening right now, is basically uh, the paranormal activity. Well, not paranormal, but, like, the ghost side of things. Spiritual side. Spiritual side. Exactly. Because there is a correlation to Bridge Rider Triangle, paranormally-wise. Now, you part two is going to be cryptids, aliens, and stuff like that, because there's also been those sightings there as well. Also, famous cryptids. In the Ridgewire Triangle that people of Southern Mass know um, exactly all about it. But there's so much with each kind of, of typical uh, encounters that that's why we do in two parts. So second part was going to be all about cryptids and aliens and stuff like that. First part's going to be about the paranormal, which I consider paranormal being ghosts and spirits stuff. Um, there's more than just ghosts and spirits in the paranormal. Top of the list. But I know there's a correlation... Between Bridgewater Triangle and uh, the haunted update we're going to do at the end of the episode. And we're going to give our theories of why. And after we explain everything throughout the episode, you're going to figure out, well, damn. And I think it's a perspective that only we can give. Well, yeah, I feel like, too, well, obviously it's because, you know, when anybody with abilities... That can feel like the 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 land and I don't say abilities, but it, it will, energy. Yeah, I think like anybody that can feel it's a place. Just, it's yeah. a place we're going to talk about oh, in the haunted yeah, yeah, update. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. place. <laughs> Sorry, oh, weird thing. 
Um, so yeah, that is what we're talking about today, and I guess we should get get started. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Bridgewater Triangle, just a little overview of what it is. It's in southeastern Massachusetts, like we said, and it is 200 square miles. And, uh, some people debate about the actual, like, diameter, not diameters, but like the the outskirts of where it actually starts and begins and stuff like that. But um, just to give a, a rough kind of idea is, um, and most most maps and most places that you look at online will show this, um, but you got Abington to the north, Freetown to the southeast, and Rehoboth to the southwest. And Bridgewater, even though the name is there, it's in the center. So the center of it is the Bridgewater Triangle. But before I get into, like, specific spots, I wanted to talk about the history because the history plays a huge part in theories and it also plays a huge part in, well, paranormal investigating. Any kind of paranormal investigating, the first thing you go to is, oh, what's the history of this place? Mm. Is there anything that we could tie historically to what we're getting, you know, investigating-wise? So, I'm going to give you a quick history the area itself was once inhabited by a native tribe called the Wampanoag people. One of the most important figures was a native man named Metacom or Metacomet. But he also went by to the colonist as King Philip. Uh, Metacom was the son of Mesoet, I think is how you say it, who was the Wampanoag chief who formed a treaty with the pilgrims at Plymouth in the early 17th century. After his death in 1661, Metacom, or King Philip, succeeded him as chief and was known as King Philip amongst the colonists. In 1675, Metacom, or King Philip, led a rebellion against the English colonists due to basically taking resources, how they were being treated, taking over the land, like the typical stuff that you hear that was going on around that time to all of the native tribes. Um, so he led a rebellion against the English colonists due to that. Um, and the war was brutal. The war was really, really bad. It's known, uh, history.com says it as being one of the bloodiest battles in the United States per capita. During the conflict, many lives were lost on both sides, including tons of native villages and settlements. So... Home, well, not homes, but like settlements of the native tribes were destroyed and taken and killed. People were killed. And even though the war, like the settlers were victorious, um, and it wasn't just the Wampanoag people. There was other tribes that joined in with the Wampanoag people, basically spread all over New England. And the colonists were... Even though they were defeated, Metacom, or King Philip, was renowned and looked at as being a very powerful hero, essentially, for the people. Now, there's a theory that one of the spots that we're going to talk about here very shortly, called the Hockamock Swamp, one of the theories is that because the Wampanoag people were very spiritual towards the Hockamock Swamp, they believe that because they were so poorly 
treated that they cursed the land and made it unbearable for settlers to live there afterwards and the swamp was used like a lot of swamps even across america were used because they they were very familiar with the swamp they used that as a an advantage in the war they knew the swamp like the back of the hand and even now that's why you tend to find military bases around swamps is because protectors from our enemies we train in swamps so that makes sense well there's also the legend of the uh, entity that dwells within it, the Hockamock Swamp. I forgot the name of what they called it. I remember listening to a podcast. When you told me about doing this episode, I listened to a few of their uh, podcasts and watching TikToks on the whole uh, Bridgewater Triangle because I it gets I guess overshadowed by all other like paranormal famous paranormal sites across America. Like it should be one that's widely known. All this all the stuff you ever hear I have right here. Yeah. But the one thing that's interesting about the Hockamock Swamp when it comes to uh, being haunted is what the natives believe, that w- the entity that was in the Hockamock Swamp, a evil entity that they had a name for, but basically translated for to death and disease. Because mm-hmm. the Hockamock Swamp, they believe, was called what? The spirit what? Oh, where the spirits dwell. Where the spirits dwell. So, in theory, um, they believe that was a, uh, a spiritual place, but that entity of death and disease dwelled within it. And that's one of the things, one of the articles that I specifically read was that that was the thing is that after the war, the native tribes went to the idea of summoning something. I don't know how like proven this is. This was just in a couple articles, mm. but um, that they used that as a, like more like a spiritual tactic against the colonizers. So, um, and then also another key point to under, or to to think about when we go in or going into this is that the reason why the Bridgewater Triangle was kind of like named or known is there is a guy named Lauren Coleman who is a cryptozoologist, and he wrote a book that wasn't just on the Bridgewater Triangle; it was a is a small portion, um, and it was Mysterious America, and he basically coined the term Bridgewater Triangle, but he was noticing because he basically was tracking like the cryptid stories and the UFO stories. Basically was able to piece together this this area that crazy stuff was going on. Mm. I mean, crazy. Like, wait, just the wait. Then how did also investigators started going there? Yeah. yeah. So... Then it started probably getting um, more, and the Bridgewater. And another thing to understand too is the Bridgewater Triangle, going back to the history, encompasses a large area where Metacom and the Wampanoag people once lived. So that's interesting, I think, because when we do our little theories at the end. <laughs> okay, so like we said, um, we started talking about the Hawkmock Swamp, but I'm gonna kind of go back to another spot that is in Norton, Massachusetts, which is part of another city within the Wait, Bridgewater. How many cities are in the triangle? There's, there's, there's a good amount. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. There's a good amount. Um, the ones that normally get talked about because of the three points is the Rehoboth, the Abington at the top, and Free. T- Wait, wait till Freetown. Mm. That is a, that is a thing. 
King's Phillips Cave, which this is kind of like a, it's not as intense, I would say, as the rest of the spots that we're going to cover. Um, but the King's Phillips Cave is located, like I said, in Norton, Massachusetts, and was is definitely one of the lesser known hot spots that paranormal investigators like to come by. Apparently for this spot, what is known is ghost lights, which that's a kind of a overall thing that happens at all of the locations, like phantom lights. And there's a theory to that with like paranormal stuff. There's a theory to that with like swamps in general. And then there's a theory as to what that is cryptid wise. So we'll be talking about that throughout all these episodes. But sounds of drums, residual sounds, even apparitions. There was even like glow of fire, but there's no fire. Like almost like a, so a lot of residual stuff. But the significance of this spot is it's said to be a place where King Philip or Medicom, the chief, uh, hid during the war. So it was like one of his spots that he hid. And that's why it's called King Philip's Cave. Hmm. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. It's typical like like haunted spot but it's one of the lesser less so if you about. were to investigate bridgewater triangle mm-hmm. which is now on our list mm-hmm. <laughs> um king phillips k would be a good place to most likely go to try to communicate with him directly i would say so i feel like that's a maybe a safer spot to go to versus some of these other ones because these other ones you have to kind of worry about not just the spiritual realm, but like everything in between, like actual people, actual like it's crazy. But so going to Hockamock Swamp because that actually carry covers a majority of the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm. So think of it kind of like just to give you perspective. I don't think people listening would understand, but it's basically like where we talk about the Croatoan National Forest. You have Pringle Road. You have Patsy's Pond. Then if you go like to Havelock, which is like about an hour and a half away, there's the actual Croatoan National Forest, like the actual entrance. So there's a bunch of different en- entrances to the main thing within multiple cities, if that makes sense. And anyone who's been listening to this podcast for since the beginning in every episode, you know, religiously, essentially, would know what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it goes, like I said, there's different entry points, different cities. Like I said earlier, the, uh, word Hockamock or what the natives would talk about the swamp would be where spirits dwell. That's the name. And it was even referred to as a devil's swamp. Uh, native tribes believe that the area was a balance of light and dark spirits. So almost like a portal. So for them to call like the area like a vortex or a portal makes sense. Mm. And we've had that experience with like Patsy's Pond with the sinkholes. There's a lot of portals in that place. Yes. And that is also very Native American based. Yeah. So that's, that's something interesting to keep in mind, which is also connected to a what? Swamp. Is that swamp? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bigger swamp. Yeah. Because essentially the sinkholes are like little mini swamps if you think about it. Anyways. No damn gators in those swamps. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's like Florida that has like a bunch of sinkholes that have like, you look at the pictures and there's like 20 alligators. So in the Hockamock Swamp, people have 
again, heard residual noises, drums, voices. They've seen full-bodied apparitions. They've seen apparitions dancing. Uh, and anybody that's like, oh, I want to go to Hockamock Swamp, just know that GPS is spotty and cell phones do get messed with. So, and there's poor cell phone service. It's very dense. Um, but like we said before in the history part, natives did use this as a very big advantage against colonists. 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 Colonizers. Yeah. Col- yeah. But colonist. And that's why they referred to it as a devil swamp because they had a hard time adjusting to the swamp itself. Hmm. Another spot. So this is another spot that's not very much talked about. It's called Easton's Mill Road. And I actually got it off an article that talks about a specific place, which is normally when you see like TikToks and stuff like that, it's Hockamock Swamp. It's the Freetown Forest. It's those spots. Well, but spots always people talk about. Yes. Them. Yeah. So this is another one that kind of like King Phillips Cave that's not super well known, but it's Easton Mills Road and uh, Enterprise News wrote an article going into detail about Easton Mills Road. And this is what it says. So there is a sign marking the site of the 18th century John Seeley Sawmill. The sign says that Seeley's son, Nathan, was known to be a wizard and used satanic imps to run the mill overnight. One record of the folktale behind the sign recounts that it's believed the devil himself visited Nathan and was responsible for giving him, um, this, I guess, satanic imps. I don't know why I find that so funny, That's the way that sounds. Anyways, Bridgewater expert Andrew Lake said that some legend, or some suspect that the imps were actually Pukwudgies, which is a cryptid we'll talk about in episode two. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That would be interesting to... But again, it's so freaking weird. There is so much, granted, a lot, you know, like, there was a lot of satanic panic is what they called it in the 70s and 80s where everyone was blaming everything like oh it's satan you know and everybody was part of a cult metalheads cult at you last season of stranger things yeah 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 <laughs> that kind of stuff going on for this amount it's it's crazy wait 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 okay so moving on to another spot now this i didn't even know I knew about the, I've heard about the forest. I've heard about Hockamock Swamp, but I did not hear that. I, I did not know that there was an asylum that was within the Bridgewater Triangle that was bad. Just like all the other asylums, mistreatment and everything else. But it's called Taunton State Hospital. And it opened in 1850, or 1854. And like many asylums at the time, it was used that they used heinous ways to treat the patients. So lobotomies, underwater type drowning situations uh, where they would almost drown you, like malnourishment, like not treating the patients well, like all of that in in the hospital. According to Enterprise News, which was the article that was talking about this, the hospital uh, held many notorious... So, apparently, the hospital had an Italian-American man named Anthony Santo who had cha- had his mind changed, well, not mind changed, but had started getting hallucinations because he was having, he had scarlet fever. And during 
the time there confessed to murdering two of his cousins and a six-year-old girl by killing them, luring them and killing them in the woods. Um, another notable patient, this is pretty crazy, according to the article, was um, known as Jolly Jane, and she was a nurse who confessed to at least killing 31 people when she was arrested in 1901. She is known for doing painful experiments on patients, killing her landlord, her foster sister, and four elderly members that she was taking care of. She's Louise, man. Some apparitions that are talked about or are discussed is a man in white on the third floor, an elderly man walking along the grass. There's been screams, moans, banging, uh, weird hazes in the buildings and outside. Uh, shadows and there is even again with this the cults and stuff uh apparently there was cult activity amongst the patients and staff and there's strange markings in the basement of the hospital oh man this place is just yeah getting it's better like and better fueling. for us to for us to go investigate yeah, yeah. this one because everybody every Every state, I feel like, has a hitchhiker story or like a phantom hitchhiker. Yeah, pick story. up the side of the road. If you don't, some bad's gonna happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. This one is not different. So, um, it's apparently a redheaded hitchhiker on Route 44. Um, so Route 44 is near the Skionic and Rehoboth border. Apparently, people have uh, reported seeing the hitchhiker for decades, but the how it got famous was by a book written by Charles Turek Robinson called The New England Ghost Files. And it basically talked about all the different uh, hauntings and, and weird ghost stories of Rehoboth. The apparition is said to have a red flannel shirt on, dirty jeans, boots, longish red hair, a big bushy beard, and dark, empty, soulless eyes. So what happens is basically travelers will see him walking down the road. They'll pull over. Sometimes he'll hold his thumb out like to hitchhike. Um, he'll get into the back seat. Even if the front seat is available for him to sit in, he goes to the back seat. And the hitchhiker past a certain point will start to giggle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it starts going into an uncontrollable laughter to the point where the <laughs> the driver is like, what the hell is going on in my back seat? Right, so they the driver will pull over, and then gone. Mm. Could you imagine just someone? Like, oh, well, for one, uh, if someone I was trying to pick it like be friendly, I'll give this guy a ride. He sits in the back seat. I'm like, uh, no, get your ass up here. I don't trust yeah. you back there. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. But the next spot is probably the most intense, and has the most. I feel like, I don't know, I, I don't. I, this is where, if I had to pick a spot to go to, this is the one I want to go to. Um, it's got the most, this is where they found the animal mutilations. This is where they had, like, police actually look into what was going on. It was the site of... Multiple rituals, animal sacrifices, human murders, and even suicides. Because that is also where there is a ledge or a cliff called the Asonic Lodge or the ledge. 
And basically, you could have no, nothing about jumping off the cliff. Absolutely nothing. And. I mean, no suicidal thoughts. Yeah, no suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And you get up there and it, you want to jump. And below is like a quarry where it is, the water is so murky that you can't see the bottom. And there's been many suicides off of that. And one one video that I saw that was going into detail about that was a detective. He was investigating. He was specifically a detective going into basically like researching the animal mutilations and the satanic rituals and all that stuff. Like he he's in the which I didn't even know they had this, but they had he basically tries to solve murders that are tied to satanic cults and was going up there, you know, to look around to kind of piece some things together and no suicidal thoughts, no nothing. He was completely sound. He even he said that he wanted to jump and he had no explanation. Now, this particular spot, this case, right? And when I was listening or all the information I was finding on it struck me the most. Why? Because there is other places like this. And this place specifically, the suicide ledge in, in, the, in the Bridgewater Triangle area, is essentially a ledge that leads into a giant black pool of water, like, she, like Megan was saying. And once going into, you most likely drown or you get impact or that distance mm-hmm. so high you might break something. I had a friend, um, or actually a guy I work with, that um, we were in a conversation because we were working in Denver together. So we had time to basically just talk. And I mentioned that he asked me what I do for fun outside work. I said, well, I like to paranormal investigate and stuff like that. I didn't explain fully uh, what I can do. Uh, I don't like to unload that kind of stuff on people the first first time talking to them about paranormal stuff. But no, he talked about how he liked paranormal investigating and stuff like that, how he did a couple of times where he used to live. Um, he lived up north somewhere, New Hampshire, not New Hampshire, um, somewhere northeast coast, right? Yeah. Uh, but he talked about when, because he used to be, he was in the army. And he talked about one time he was stationed, he was on leave, him and a few other guys that he knew were uh, going to a place where, like a swimming hole place, where they were known in this town that they were. I forgot the town, I forgot the place. Mm-hmm. But I, one thing that's important that, uh, part of the story is that he was telling me that he suspects himself of having some kind of mediumship or psychic abilities, right? Because he's always had like someone look out for him in dangerous situations. What got him... Um, safely through uh, the army and stuff like that. And this is one case that they found a ledge that uh, was where people jumped off and stuff like that. But when it was time for my friend to do so, he felt a hand stop him, literally s- stop him. And he heard a voice say, no, don't do that. You're going to regret it. Don't do that. Right. And he was like, what? His friend is like, and he told his friend, I don't feel it right about jumping, dude. I feel like this. No, you know what you're talking about. So his friend jumped, and he saw his friend jump in midair, look like something pushed him back to the ledge. But it wasn't enough force. His friend hit his leg on the cliff, then fell face forward down to the water. Through complications, his friend ended up dying. But because he had an extra ability to stop him from jumping. Now, this place, this ledge in Bridgewater Triangle compels people to jump. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this place that my friend was kind of like the opposite. But when I heard it, it reminded me of that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a bunch of different stories as to, to kind of like what happened. There was different urban legends kind of up in the air. What actually kind of gets you to jump if it's if it's somebody kind of like pushing you to do it or or what. Um, but I thought the this was interesting. So unfortunately in Freetown Forest it, it is like a state park like you can go and kind of like look around but there is definitely different remote parts cuz it goes through three different cities. It's the city of Fall River, the Freetown and then Lakeville. Um but it's majority in about a third of the town of or a third of the town is of Freetown, sorry, a third of the town um, in Freetown is that, the forest. Mm. So majority of the forest is kind of like the, like, again, the Croton National Forest. It goes over multiple cities. There was some bodies that were found. And this is like actual like murders. So murders that took place. Yeah. Um. So one was in November 1978. Uh, there was a lady or a girl named Mary Lou Aruda. She was 15 years old. She was from Rainham, Massachusetts. She, a little, okay, I should have probably said this before, but a little bit of a disclaimer here. We're going to a little bit of a true crimey thing. So if that kind of stuff is not your tea, or the I'll first skip. time, no, yeah. we've talked about it a few times before. Uh, so, some it's true not crimey stuff, yeah. yeah. But she was basically tied to a tree and killed. Me. Um, 1980s, there, 1980s is basically when the police were alerted by people saying like, hey, you might want to check into this. They think that there's like satanic stuff going on there. And one of the, one of the videos I watched, especially going into this was, uh, there's a YouTuber. I actually, I actually enjoyed his, his paranormal stuff. Uh, he, he was pretty good. His name is Exploring with Josh. Because I watched a lot of videos of people investigating Hockamock Swamp. And I would say probably the the decent ones or the ones that, not decent ones, but the ones that I enjoyed um, were Exploring with Josh and Exploring with Phil. Exploring with Josh is, it's a little bit, I, I feel like Exploring with Phil is more very like down to earth like going and actually doing the investigation exploring with josh has a lot more like production behind it like a lot more um production like amped up stuff like they give you the history in like a funky way at the beginning and like the typical like youtuber like paranormal investigating like that kind of stuff um it's more exploring with phil is like hey let me take you guys to this location so those are really good to kind of like check out to get like an overview to actually see the spots when he was going. Cause he goes into the Hockamock swamp. He does one location at the Hockamock swamp and then one video at the Freetown forest. And of course they're kind of walking and, and they tell a little bit of the stories. And one of the stories was there used to be this bunker that they found that apparently was tied to the satanic cult in the area. And in there, they found, like, articles of clothing that belonged to kids and stuff. They, 
the problem they had was that they couldn't tie any murders or missing people to the satanic cults that were apparently practicing there and stuff like that. And every single time I read anything about satanic cults and I whatever, is I always think back to that one spot that we went to that apparently there's lores and legends. We we talked about it here and it's located in um around us, but uh we went and it was one of the first places you pulled with like an actual team. And I remember it's it's a forest area. Um, I think it's actually part of the Croton National Forest. It's like a, a segment of it, I think. Mm. I think. Um, but I know I went there, and it was nothing but animal bones. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Witching Road. Oh, you talking about Octagon House? I was like, no. Octagon House, nothing compared to the Witching Road. Yeah. yeah, I've never been to a place like that in my life, and apparently. Like, obviously, who knows, but there was altars there. There was animal bones. There was who the baby toys. That's another, like, I have never, I don't know. I've never seen a place like that. And when I was reading the story about the Freetown Forest, I was like, dang, that makes me think. But apparently a lot of the stuff is, like, concealed in different areas. At Freetown Forest, like, the stuff that they found, like, the animal mutilations. Apparently, there was, like, cows dismembered and things like that. But in a Witching Road, it was just, like, all out in the open. Like, there was no concealing. And apparently, like, at Witching Road, there's one road that you can go down to that apparently an abandoned church is down there. And that's where they practice and all that mess. But that made me think of that. Like, I was drawing correlations to that. I don't think anyone's actually been murdered out there, but who the heck knows? It's desolate. There was a bunk, going back to that story, there was a bunker that apparently they couldn't tie anybody to, they couldn't arrest anybody for it, but there was actual, like, things that would make you think, oh, crap, is this actually something satanic? Like, they had a chair that had restraints on it, and there was some speculation of, like, abuse was happening there. And um, apparently, in 1987, there was another death that was done there. A drifter was mistaken for an undercover police officer. He was murdered. Um, in 2001, two men were shot to death on Bell Rock Road, which runs through the forest. There's hazardous waste dumping. Apparently, that occurred in 1996. Reports of aggressive abandoned dogs. So not only people, you got to worry about spirits and stuff like that, but aggressive dogs in 2006. And even an, <laughs> in 2006, an escaped emu is in the forest somewhere. That would be, um, <laughs> that'd be something to see if we're out there investigating yeah. here. Whack. Yeah. Whack. <laughs> and we look around and see a giant bird out there like, what the shit? But apparently, too, in May 2016, wire cables were found stretched across uh, trails, which they're, they're recreational trails, in an attempt to harm off-road motorbikes. So, you're not only dealing with the spiritual realm, but you're dealing with a lot of other things. But kind of going back to the, the animal mutilations, so just to give you an idea of how like gruesome some of the stuff that is found in this area is, um, apparently a cow was found carved up in the woods. 
A group of young calves were discovered in a glane so gruesomely mutilated that somebody, like the, the, the police people, police people, police. <laughs> police? <laughs> cops? Uh, that's what I say, police cops all the time. Um, but the police were even like, this is not, this is not normal. That is kind of what's going on at some of the spots. And that's not even, that's not even covering cryptids, UFOs, all that, all of that stuff. Because the animal mutilations, that's a theory that it could also blend into like the UFO stuff. Now, for everything you've heard so far that we've spoken about. Correlation. Haunted update. Where have we been? Not that I say where have we been. We know what we've been doing. But the last place we investigated, those who are followers on Instagram, uh, we did a live, so you were able to watch us do that. And I don't know if we've ever announced that on the podcast before, but yeah, if you want to see our investigations, um, follow us on Instagram. We do go live from there a lot. So you get to see what we do firsthand in person, live. But we did a lot of investigation from a local park here in town. What's the name of the park? Northeast Creek Park. Northeast Creek Park, which is about six minutes away from us. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, the reason why we went there is, uh, I've never liked, I've never liked the trail. I've never liked walking. And again, like Freetown State Forest, it's a recreational trail. They have like frisbee, softball, like fields all of that and it's connected to this like swamp area which connects the new river which goes through all of jacksonville my mom had she knew of a group that would go there with ouija boards and like do funky stuff like dark stuff and so when i started looking on the forums and stuff like that i started seeing people mention that the trails, they were getting weird stuff, weird shadow things. They didn't feel good, like uneasiness. And so I started looking at it. And one of the, some random person commented on a Facebook post uh, about feeling, this lady was describing her feeling all these things, had said, apparently, I don't know how true this is actually is. This is just what the guy is saying, but said that the Native Americans had a settlement along the swamp, the New River, and that basically they were they were massacred uh and they were they cursed the land and then the settlement also some died out and and all died and so and I knew that before even reading about the Bridgewater Triangle and it's so insane how like everything correlates because as we were cover like started researching Bridgewater Triangle, I got this insane pull to go to that location. Yes. And our visit there, we did a walkthrough during the day just so everybody can see. As it got dark, the entire environment changed. And that granted, I pulled things here and there. Shadow, smoke, nothing of major consequence. Just probably dark entities have been stuck there for a while. And the trail and area is, is strange because what you walk to the park, this small wooded area that I guess people play, um, uh, golf, uh, golf frisbee? I don't know. It's like yeah. an insane frisbee. 
don't know, Ultimate Frisbee. Kinda. Ultimate Frisbee. Is that Ultimate Frisbee? I think it's Ultimate Frisbee. I think it is. Yeah, we hit in the chain. I think it's called Frisbee. Whoever. If you play, you know what you're talking about. But and then it goes to a giant open field. I'm talking probably good size for a football field, but there's nothing there, um, which is open area. And this open area goes into the woods at which one end of the field, if you go to your left, it goes to a trail, which is the beginning head of the trail. And the trail goes around on the edge in the woods all the way around to the other side. And this trail connects to another part of the park where there's a, a dock where overlooks the, the bigger area of Newver where it opens up into the area where it goes. But Swamp goes into that connection. So while we were there, over the, the spirit box, so we use um, uh, necrophonics and ghost tube, a lot of Native American words were coming up. A lot of Native American speak was coming up. And studying Native American uh, languages like I have been to find out what Ashwatakanta means, I've learned to hear and figure it out when I hear it, especially the, the certain dialects of the Alagwankan language. And uh, it was coming up a lot. Even one of them mentioned my name. They mm-hmm. said Ashwatakanta mm-hmm. without me even saying it out loud. They recognized me for who I was. So pull, pull, pull. Even hearing demon come over the spirit box and stuff like that, you were, you got freaked out because what, what did you see? Okay, so uh, kind of, I guess real quick, my perspective, you know, as Isaac was talking about that, all that stuff. So definite switch um, from day to night. Spirits were even saying that over Ghost Tube. They were like, hey, you need to get out. The sh- like yeah, a lot, of, a lot of telling to leave and yeah, get out. like. Because at first they were very communicative. Like there's was a you could tell there was a specific woman that was coming through, specific male that was coming through that was just constant and just trying to kind of like voice whatever they needed to voice, and the whole way the whole way down the trail. And then it started getting dusk, and they were like, "Get off the trail! Get off the trail!" And that is even what people have said in Freetown State Forest and even in Hockamock Swamp that it's that same feeling like there's a you know it's still weird during the day but there's a big shift at night and that's what we felt and they were telling us like get off get out get out get out right so there's a a side so we were sitting so we went to the spot that i've been seeing when we you know visually when i tune into that area we sat yeah we sat there we decided to stay there at a I'm, bench at the opening area yeah. of the swamp, you could see uh, the swamp and you could see woods that go farther back in the area past the swamp. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of swamps. I'm just putting that out there. I freaking hate swamps. You see scared of alligators. I don't like it. Yeah. I just, <laughs> the idea that it's like murky water and there's like, you don't know, you don't know what's in there. And uh, so we were sitting there and I kept telling Isaac like, hey. Uh, there's people across the swamp. There's like people hiding in the the, the brush hole. There's there's stuff, and I I don't know. Like obviously there was no alligator because I'm still here, but I was sitting there and I was trying to concentrate, like trying to see if I could see. Because I told Isaac to take a picture, and there's stuff in the picture. We haven't posted it, but there's stuff in the picture. Well, it was a girl and, in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see this per. Well, I don't. I. I it, it was so I couldn't even fathom like what it was. I was thinking alligator, but then I was like, no, that's obviously doesn't look like an alligator. 
And so you see me on the live, like jump 50 feet. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, what is that? And I'm never one to kind of react that way, especially in paranormal investigating. And yeah, it was, it was a girl coming out of the water. But I was trying to rationalize, like, no, there's no way I could be seeing that. It's not that. It's an alligator. And then I was like, oh, no, fight or flight. Get out. Like, but um, I think there's some other stuff definitely there. Because when Isaac was pulling, I was being told, which I don't know why every time we go to a forest, this happens. But I was being called back on the trail. And that's the thing about this location is, like, we went there one time at night. Um like right when it was dark and we ended up turning around because we couldn't see anything and we didn't have like the proper stuff to actually like go investigate but they were saying get on the trail get on the trail and even people in the chat like mike from unknown paranormal was like you guys got to get on the trail and i was like i know but i don't know what's swamp and what's not and i prefer not to like oh no and then dive into the swamp you know but when we went back light, you know, we we basically walked the trail in the daytime and then picked a spot to kind of stay put for like a, a couple hours at night. Now, here's where it gets extremely weird. And here's also my theory into correlation. Now, you kept getting messages and stuff like that between a connection between um, Bridgewater Triangle in this uh, the park in our ta- in our neighborhood, and now I know why. I always have a theory, and I've been thinking about this for a while now. After Patsy's Pond, and if you ever listen to the episode we did a haunted update on Patsy's Pond, of how I reached. By the way, if this is your first episode listening to us, I need you to go listen to Shadow Walk episodes one through five to fully understand everything we're talking about. But just know. You're listening to two hosts who have psychic abilities. Well, I'm more shamanistic. You're a psychic. And or like anything you've ever heard before. So this is going to get to a part if it's your first time listening. Really in a disbelief area. Anyway, moving on. For those who have listened, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In Patsy Spawn, I reached down with my ability into the depths of the, uh, the sinkholes. And I found that orange orb of negative energy that I pulled out that felt like someone socked me in the gut. From that day on, I always thought, it was a theory, are some places that are so extremely haunted, do they have some kind of primordial evil that's living there that's kind of feeding everything in that area, making that place extremely haunted? To say Suicide Forest would be an obvious candidate for it, right? But I thought about this place as well. There's so much darkness here. It doesn't make any sense for for darkness to be here. Granted, there's been uh, deaths and stuff like that. Native Americans were wiped out and probably some other histories of things happening in that part satanic rituals and such so things were called there and me taking down a few demons in the area probably speaks to the same truth because one of them was challenging me through the spirit box but that's not what we're talking about that's old that's i reached through the ground of this place and specifically the open field area nothing grows but grass no trees whatsoever and i reached down in there and it felt like sticking my fingers in mud but the farther I went down, the more murky it got, and I finally found something. What it was is extremely strange. It was a giant metal ball. Not really. This is in the spiritual realm. But I ended up grabbing it and pulling it out. And then when I had it, I put it in the ring. 
when I went back into the ring to find out what this thing was, right, this big metal ball, I couldn't get inside. Like, ding, ding, ding. So using my theorized knowledge, I said, my tendrils can electrify. If they can electrify, they can heat up and they can burn through this. So I used my tendrils to cut through the metal ball casing and open it. And inside was a Native American man. But he was like glowing orange and red. And he was pissed at the entire idea of where was he? And I ended up grabbing him and then having to stop him from like doing anything. And I basically, when I grabbed and I electrified him, his that glowingness basically disappeared in the instant. What I got from my small conversation with him is that he was in prison there or put there with a specific purpose. Evil spirit imprisoned on this land in our park, right? Probably done by natives who knows how long ago. Shamans like myself, probably earlier time of time. Same correlation with Bridgewater Triangle with this Native American spirit that's in the swamp. Swamp in our land, swamp in Bridgewater Triangle. Native American evil spirit in that the Bridgewater Triangle, Native American spirit, evil spirit in our park. So that is my theory of what the correlation was and why you kept getting compelled one to do this episode, but also the connection in between. Yeah, it was uh it was bad. And it didn't stop until we went and invested we still have to go back because it's still bad. Like we tried to record this episode once before and I was overwhelmed. Like I I had to put up some kind of blockage. The only other time that anything like this kind of happened was when we tried to record Sally House and then we tried to record uh, the Cecil Hotel. That was another really bad one where I felt like I was just straight up being channeled the whole time. And it just was not like the more I would talk about it, the more I would be getting stuff. And it would just. But here's a here's a. Uh, not to say a stranger theory, but something to add on is that for some reason we get called to haunted places that have Native American ties. If you're around here, we've gone to investigate. Native American time. And now we're getting called to different places. Uh, like, oh, we call, um, um, what's up? I think I just forgot it right now. Bobby Mackey's, uh, Bobby Mackey's place, right? Yeah. Not such a call there. Other places in the, in, in the entire United States, the Cecil Hotel, not essentially called there. But Bridgewater Triangle, it's like second we started talking about it. everything their dog that was there is like calling us there to go there. Which is probably now on the top of our list of best to investigate, but it's also some kind of correlation to Native American spirits trapped or dealing with something evil that's there. So there's well, some I, correlation. And plus being who I am well, and, I, and yeah. my my ties to the Cheyenne and, and uh, past lives and stuff like that. If you listen to the episodes, you know what I'm talking about. And my fifth name being Ashwatakanta, that there's, there's, I'm still playing out the theory. And if you continue <laughs> to listen past this, who knows what happens in the next couple of years? Well, hopefully, we're still doing this podcast. Um, but we do more investigations. I get more answers to this theory. But I'm just letting everybody know, keep that theory in mind now because eventually I'll get an answer of the correlation between us going consistently to Native American places. The correlation between this and there. Well, I think I don't even think that you had like talked about the fact too that I I think that swamps. 
I don't know. There's something with underneath swamps. Like, obviously, swamps are known for being, like, a ton of organic matter, huge ecosystems, like, huge. But at Patsy's, uh, yeah, it was Patsy, yeah, Patsy's Pond, the whole time I kept saying there is underwater tunnels. There is underwater tunnels. Underwater tunnels. And that's where you found that evil thing, right? Primordial evil. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel weird saying that. Anyways, it's, it's the word that came to my head when I was touching it. Yeah, so I'm Okay, gonna... well. <laughs> There's nothing else I can call it. Because me and a, a few other people have been tossing around the idea about swamps. Obviously, water's a conduit. And then you think about the life force that a swamp is. You think about it as, ooh, it's murky. It's gross. But there's a lot of organic stuff happening there. And that made me think, too. So, you know how we always talk about our neighborhood? What is up with the neighborhood? With all of this stuff? With all of the craziness in terms of paranormal stuff like we there's there's a lot of people that complain about like paranormal activity in this area my mom consistent even people that have psychically tuned into the area have said that there is a lot going on in brenmar well it doesn't have that weird because just the uh picky fight oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah but (laughs) but even when i was a kid when i like kind of delved into this but not really but this area, you know, back a long time ago, was a swamp. That makes me think that there is something more to a swamp than just an a, just a baseline conduit for. You didn't find you know, any um personal paranormal stories from people who live in the area. No, I mean it. It's I'm assuming well, it's gotta be exploring with Josh. Like he he talks about it. He had more of the he actually got chased in one of the episodes he talks about how he got chased out of the the i forgot if it was hockamock swamp or if it was i think it was hockamock swamp that he you know he lived in the area and would go there a lot as a kid not as a kid but as like a teenager checking out because it's it's known to people that it is like freaky and stuff was a light that basically chase them out of the forest and that's the thing is a lot of the story a lot of the stories are cryptid based ufo bait or not ufo but the lights and stuff like that the lights yeah and there's a lot of evps a lot of voices any investigators that you see a lot of times there's voices there's stuff like that so evps that kind of thing so, uh, if you made it this far after everything crazy we just talked about, uh, I think that wraps up for the paranormal stuff of the uh, Bridgewater Triangle. But we are not done. Next episode is Bridgewater Triangle Part 2, all about aliens and cryptids. And there is a lot of shit that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's a lot of stories, yeah. too, for, for that. So, look forward to that episode uh, next time. But... As always, you can catch our social medias at Hidden Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shadows 6 on Twitter. What's the TikTok? Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2. All right. Uh, our links to all our social media and all ways you can listen to us at Hidden the Shadows Podcast.com. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. <laughs>